When God tells me to move, I move. Point blank, period. Hi, I'm on you. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Mind of Mo. If you're new to my channel and this is your first episode watching, on Wednesdays, I like to do this thing where I read the Bible. <laughs> we have a little Bible study here. And um, pretty much my little spiel is that I believe in God, but I'm never taking the time to actually sit down and read the Bible. Yeah, pretty much to further my journey, I decided that I'm going to read through the whole Bible. Today we're in the book of John, and we're starting off with chapter 7. If um, you haven't watched the previous episode, I highly recommend that you do so. Last episode, we left off in John chapter 6 with Jesus walking on water, and he's telling the people that he is the bread of life. And he tells his disciples that I chose all of you out, but one of you will betray me. And so we continue on to chapter 7. So in chapter 7, Jesus sees his brothers, and they try to peer pressure him into going to a festival it's the Jewish Jewish festivals of shelters. Jesus is like, no, the world hates me. Y'all go ahead. Y'all enjoy yourselves. I'll stay here. After his brothers leave, he sneaks behind them and he ends up going to the festival. And at the festival, Jewish leaders are asking about him because remember, he healed that man on the Sabbath. And working on the Sabbath is against the law. And so the Jewish leaders are asking about him. And so no one in the crowd wanted to say good things about him because they were scared. Jesus had made his way to the temple and he began to start teaching. And he told them, he's like, y'all are doing the opposite of what Moses wanted. Because they look up to Moses. They throw the name Moses in everything. Moses didn't want that. Moses didn't want this. But he's like, y'all are doing the opposite of what Moses said to do. And so Jesus is like, y'all are hypocrites because y'all also work on the Sabbath. Y'all are coming after me, but y'all work on the Sabbath too. If it's time for your son to get circumcised and it's on a Sunday, you're going to go. And so everyone like in the crowd, they start murmuring and they're like, this is, this is a man. Like, this is the one that they're trying to arrest right now. John chapter 7 verse 30 says, then the leaders tried to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him because his time had not yet come. But the crowd began to believe in him. And so because they began to believe, the Jewish leaders sent for him again. In short, he said to them, he's like, don't even worry about it. Like, I'm not going to be a problem for long. Soon I'm going to be gone. And I'm going to be back with the one who sent me. The crowd was split about this because... The scriptures that they follow said that the Messiah would be born of the line of David. And again, in John chapter 7, verse 44, it says some even wanted him arrested, but no one laid a hand on him. Nobody was touching Jesus, not till he was time. Nobody. So the leaders, they go back and they have a meeting and the guards come back without Jesus because no one could lay a hand on him. And so when the Pharisees questioned them, the, the guards, when they questioned the guards, they were like, I ain't never heard nobody talk like Jesus did. Like, <laughs> what you want me to say? And so the Pharisees are like, I ain't never heard nobody talk like Jesus did. They mock them. And they're like, the crowd that follows Jesus has God's curse upon them for being ignorant of the law. And would y'all guess who came back? My boy Nico. Remember, Nico was a Jewish leader. 
And so Nika was like, is it legal to convict a man before he is given a hearing? And the other leaders are like, we've made up our mind. The scriptures say that no prophet came from Galilee. So obviously this man is lying. And I think it's so crazy, y'all, because these leaders, they have good intentions. And they think they're defending what God wants, but they're actually going against him. Their opinions are based solely on the scriptures, which doesn't allow them to be open to the possibility that Jesus is standing right in front of them. I think this applies to a lot of people today, especially like the older generations, because they get so caught up in what's supposed to be that they don't see what is. Jesus works through many people from many walks of life You don't qualify anybody. God does. And so we're moving on to John chapter 8. Jesus returns to the temple the next morning and begins to teach the crowd that had begun to form. In the middle of him speaking, a group of religious teachers and Pharisees came dragging a woman in. They say to Jesus that the woman was caught in the act of adultery. And if you don't know what adultery is, she was cheating. And so they asked Jesus what they should do because... Moses said that they should stone the woman. They were trying to trap him, y'all. But Jesus was so nonchalant about this. I like When I picture it in my head, it's kind of funny to me. He just bends down, and he starts to write in the dust with his finger. And so they kept pressing him, though. Like, at this point, Jesus, had not, Jesus has not responded. And they're like, hey, yo, you going to answer my question? What should we do? What should we do? What should we do? So he stands and says... This is in John chapter 8, verse 7. He's like, all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. And then he bends back down and he continues to write in the dust. It doesn't say what Jesus was writing. It's kind of funny because, like, you don't know what he's writing. What is he doing at this moment? He's in the crowd full of people. There are accusers in front of him with a lady, holding a lady hostage, really. And he's like... And so the accusers began to slip away one by one until it was just the woman and Jesus standing in the middle of that crowd. And Jesus stood and he's like, oh, where'd everyone go? (laughs) Didn't at least one of them condemn you? The woman's like, no, Lord. So even she knows that this is God. She's like, no, Lord. And Jesus says, neither do I. Sin no more. Whatever you do is between you and God. You don't have to answer to man for your actions, but God, that's who you got to answer to. So seek his forgiveness, not the acceptance of man. Jesus continues on teaching and tells the crowd, because he is the light, if they walk with him, they won't know darkness. The Pharisees are like, you're saying these things about yourself. And Jesus, and then we're in John chapter 8, verse 14. And so Jesus says, These claims are valid, even though I make them about myself. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you don't know this about me. You judge me by human standards, but I do not judge anyone. And if I did, my judgment would be correct in every respect, because I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. Your own law says that if two people agree about something, their witness is accepted as fact. I am one witness, and God is the other. Period. He ate that up. So they're like, where is your father? And Jesus' response is, because you don't know me, you don't know my father. I can guarantee that. 
And Jesus goes on about how if they don't follow him, they will be lost because they will seek him and he won't be found. He also lets them know that once he is hung on the cross, they will understand who he, that he is who he says he is. And then he tells them the truth will set you free. They take this literally and they're like, we're not slaves. What do you mean we're going to be set free? And so Jesus replied in John chapter 8, verse 34. He says, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. And in John chapter 8, verse 38, he says, I am telling you what I saw when I was with my father, but you are following the advice of your father. And they say, our father is Abraham. Jesus was like, no. <laughs> For if you were really the children of Abraham, you would follow his example and say you were trying to kill me because I told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No, you are imitating your real father. And so in short, Jesus is like, if God were your father, you would love me because I came from God. I'm telling you the truth and you just don't believe me. And so y'all are hypocrites and you're not who you claim to be, but I am who I claim to be. And so they call him a Samaritan devil. And Jesus' response was, No, I have no demon in me, for I honor the Father, and you dishonor me. And though I have no wish to glorify myself, God is going to glorify me. He is the true judge. I tell you the truth, anyone who obeys me, obeys my teaching, will never die. And they're like, you're lying because Abraham and the prophets died. They get angry and riled up, and so they pick up stones to throw at Jesus. But Jesus is hidden, and he leaves the temple. John chapter 9. So as Jesus is walking, he sees a blind man. And he, this man has been blind since birth. And his disciples are like, so who's to blame for this? Is this because of his sins or the sins of his parents? And Jesus is like, neither. He's in this condition so that God can be glorified through him. And so that the power of God can be seen through him. Oftentimes when we're born different or something happens to us, we, f we try to find somebody to blame. When in actuality, it's just another way for God to be glorified through it. And y'all, this, this next part kind of grimy. Maybe I'm just a germaphobe. I think that's what it is. But Jesus spits on the ground and he made mud with his saliva. And he takes the, the, the little concoction he made and he smears it across um, the blind man's eyes and he tells the blind man go wash yourself and the man comes back and he's able to see and because now this man he's been blind since birth everybody knows him to be blind he's walking around and he's able to see and everybody's like hey ain't that don't he look like the blind beggar and they're like yeah I sure do and the, the beggar is like yeah that's me I just got healed and so he continues to tell the, the story of how Jesus healed him. And you know what these people do? They take him to the Pharisees. Because you know what day Jesus did this on? The Sabbath. He said, I don't care about y'all rules. When God tells me to move, I move. Point blank, period. The man retells his story to the Pharisees. And this divides the people. They're like... Some of them believe that it's not God, and some people are like, well, how could an ordinary man, oh, actually, they say an ordinary sinner. Diction is very important. 
So they like, how can ordinary sinner perform miraculous signs? And so the Jewish leaders still did not believe that this man was blind. And so they called his parents in. They sent him out, called his parents in, and they start questioning the, uh, the parents. They're like, is this your son? Was he born blind? If so, how can he see? And so they answer all the questions and they're like, well, we don't know how he can see. Ask him and he can speak for himself. But they didn't do this out of um, disrespect or wanting their son to speak. They did this out of fear because anyone who spoke of the goodness of, the, of Jesus was supposed to be exiled or expelled from the synagogue. And so they called the man back in and they told him that God should get the glory for be- for him being healed because Jesus is a sinner. And the man goes, I don't know about all that. All I know is I was blind and now I can see. And the man keeps going and he says, anyone who's not of God would not have been able to do this. As long as the earth has been rotating, no one has been able to return the sight of a blind person. And the Pharisees go, you're born a total sinner and you're trying to teach us? They get so mad because, oof. Anyways, they threw him out the synagogue. And Jesus heard what happened, and so he went to find the man. And he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? The hill man said, I want to. Who is he? And Jesus was like, you're speaking to him. And then the man believed, and he began to worship Jesus. In John chapter 9, verse 39, Jesus said, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see that they are blind. Some Pharisees who were standing nearby heard him ask, Are you saying we're blind? And Jesus was like, No. If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty. But you remain guilty because you claim you can see. And so really he's saying that y'all are so set in your ways and your mind is so closed that you're not even open to the possibility that I could be Jesus, regardless of these these miraculous actions that I've taken. So really, in short, I think chapter 9 is saying, don't act like you know everything, because you don't. <laughs> be willing to learn, be willing to, and that's in any aspect, not just with God, but any aspect of your life. Be willing to learn. You will never know everything. And I think once you accept that fact, you learn more. <laughs> But yeah, that's the end of this episode, y'all. We covered John chapter 7 through 9. A lot of stuff happened in there. And I hope I was able to relate it to you in a way that you could understand it. I also hope that you learned something. Let me know. You know. Um, <laughs> but love y'all. Move in the kitchen. And I'll see y'all in a couple of days.